This is The Work, brought to you by Capillary Career Center, your premier choice for career and technical education, where each week we'll bring you the stories of folks putting in the work and making an impact in the lives of students in the areas of career and technical education and workforce development. Let's get to work. Welcome in, everyone. You are listening to The Work. If you're new to the show, I'm Robert Farrell, Capillary Career Center in the Regional Office of Career and Technical Education. Appreciate you making us part of your day. If you want to get caught up on previous episodes, hey, head on over to Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, Apple, or anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for The Work. should be able to find us. If you want to get in touch with the show, email The Work at CACCschool.org. That's The Work at CACCschool.org. Love to hear from you. Well, since uh, last spoke with you on Tuesday, a lot going on as always, but a couple of quick shout outs to New Berlin. We had their whole eighth grade class out to visit the center. I appreciate them stopping by and checking everything out. And we are happy to provide that career exploration experience for them, as well as for Lindsay Elementary from Springfield School District. Their fourth grade class came out and we were able to tour them around and give them an idea of some of the career opportunities available here in our area. So always enjoy um, spending some time with those younger age groups and showing them one opportunities that are available to them and everything we offer out here at CACC. So thank you to all of them. Again, if uh, you're a student out there or you're a parent of a student out there still interested in coming out to CACC for the 24-25 school year, we are still taking registrations. You can just head over to your high school guidance counselor or assistant principal and they will be able to get you all set up. Today, we've got got some updates from our electronics and engineering program, updates on some certifications that we're offering and also a couple of success stories from the class regarding those certifications. So I'm looking forward to Touching base with the instructor that you guys have heard from many times before and then a couple of his students. So we're going to get right to that. Be right back with more on the work. Are you ready for a career? Are you ready to follow your passion? Are you ready for hands-on learning? Then CACC is ready for you. CACC provides career and technical education to high school juniors and seniors in Springfield and surrounding communities. CACC, your premier choice for career and technical education. And we are back. Uh, Joining me in the studio is someone who needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. The man, the myth, the legend himself. Even though he hasn't been on this school year, he still holds the world record for most cumulative minutes on the work as a teacher. Your expert in hydraulics, pneumatics, and electrical systems. The one, the only, Mr. Andrew Melvin. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing good, Robert. How are you? Laid it on pretty thick there, didn't I? You, you did. You did. And, and the only reason why I have the most accumulated minutes of all of the teachers is because I don't know when to stop talking. Hey, that's you're good, you're good at this stuff, though. It's it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. If it wasn't, I, I wouldn't have let you accumulate that many that's, minutes. This is true. Right? You, you wouldn't have asked me to come back, at least. That's right. That's right. Well, Mr. Melvin, remind our listeners, I know you've talked to us a few times, just give us a brief on your program, the Electronics and Engineering Program. Okay, so we're teaching uh, the basics of electrical, hydraulics, and pneumatic systems. It's a two-year program. 
uh, first year students, they come in and they get all the fundamentals, uh, concept and theory of operations on the components for the electrical, the hydraulic and the pneumatic systems. And when they decide to come back to me for a second year punishment, um, they come back as quote unquote trained technicians. And as trained technicians, they're uh, training is more along the lines of industry level certification training where you go and all of your knowledge based information is online and then you'll take a uh, online test and then once you're done with that if there's a practical assessment that goes along with it someone will issue you that practical hands-on assessment or if not then you are issued the certification and now you're certified to work on that piece of equipment that's the way my second year program is laid out and we've got uh, some updates for you guys. Over the last year or so, we've talked about some certifications that are offered through his program. But before we get to that, I think, you know, as we've grown the program the last few years, I think we've found that we're a little unique compared to other programs that are out there, right? How, how do you find that we're unique compared to other automated manufacturing type programs that are out there? Well, and it's not necessarily just automated manufacturing type programs. It's most of the programs in general. So, you know, when you go to, uh, not to put a fine point on it, but when you go to like an HVAC, when you go to, when you do a uh, HVAC, heat and ventilating air conditioning when you take a course like that, it's all application-specific, right? Welding, application-specific, automotive, application-specific. And in my class, we're teaching about all of the components that make all of those systems run. So when we teach uh, capacitors, I'm not just teaching about a capacitor. And I've mentioned this before, mm-hmm. but it's, it's it become a realization here recently <laughs> of what the importance of this is. You know, it's not that we're we're teaching what a capacitor does in one particular arrangement for one particular application. It's what that capacitor does in any arrangement so that they understand down to the core of that capacitor what it's doing and how it's meant to operate. Most importantly, how it's meant to operate so that if it's not working, they can pinpoint that as the problem. So you know, what we're doing here is we're teaching component-specific knowledge so that they can receive application-specific training from the employer. And what's important about that is we're not... So the the premise of the program is automated manufacturing. Mm -hmm. But electrical, hydraulic, and pneumatic systems are in almost everything that moves, um, you know, and once again, this is stuff that I brought up before, but I mean, we, you can, you can take my class, you can go to, uh, you can go to automotive as far as, you know, the electrical systems or for the, for the steering systems or even, uh, Tesla, modern day Teslas, you know, they're all electrically driven vehicles. And actually here in April, we're going to be getting another training a piece of training equipment in that is our electric motor control trainer. And that's going to teach them single and three phase motors with a variable frequency drive. And that is the same exact motor system that is running in electric vehicles today. It's actually the same exact uh, motor system that's running in uh, diesel electric hydraulic or diesel electric locomotives. Um, But electrically driven hydraulic systems are what's in airplanes. So, you know, 
there's so many different applications that uses all of the same exact components, and that's what we're teaching here. So when a, an employer calls me up and they're like, well, what are you guys training on? What, you know, what specifically do you teach generators? Do you teach, you know, uh, hydraulic systems? Do you, or do you teach uh, ex- excavators? You know, and I no, but we teach about all the components that are in there. And that leads up perfectly to what I was trying to get across in the beginning was when a student comes to an employer after leaving my class, you know, they're not, they should not be expected to be able to walk out unsupervised onto a a production floor, get handed a work order and just go to work unsupervised. You know, it's, they're going to require some training, but the reason why they require some training is because every single application from one company to the next, even if you have two uh, automotive manufacturing plants, those two automotive manufacturing plants are both making cars, but one is using a system that is going to be vastly different than the other. So teaching a application-specific component or an application-specific assembly for automotive manufacturer A is not going to benefit anybody who goes auto manufacturing at an automated manufacturer B. So... If we're teaching the components, now all of a sudden, when the student leaves here, B or A or A or B can teach that student how those components interact with their assemblies and their applications, and then they can take that student who is already a wet piece of clay and mold them into exactly the technician that they need to be. They're getting them at 18. They're getting them young. They're instilling in them loyalty and longevity. So I could see that as being really benefits on both sides. So for the student, they benefit by having the flexibility to go to multiple different industries or different Mm -hmm. companies and things like that. But then, like you said, the, the company itself, I think it gives the student a competitive advantage because that company knows that they at least have that component knowledge and then they can just train them on. So it seems like a win-win for, for both sides. You know, and, and unfortunately we've been, you know, we're fairly, we're fairly young. We're, we're fairly new to the game, but for as young as we are, we're, we're making pretty big waves. Absolutely. One of those waves is the SACA certifications, the Smart Smart Automation Certification Alliance. We talked about it in a couple of episodes uh, last school year, one with Mr. Melvin and one with Jason from Amatrol when we were going through the equipment that we use. But we've got some updates to those. Before we before we go over the updates, just remind everybody what, what a SACA certification is. Okay, so a, a SACA certification is quickly becoming the gold standard for nationwide uh, technical certifications. So this is backed by companies like Boeing and Sargento and Hershey, Rockwell Automation. Uh, there's, I think there's over 300 different companies now who are all on, I guess you could say, the board that all get together to, you know, approve tests and the certification process in order to say, you know, when a uh, when an employee or a potential employee walks into our company with this certification and says that I am, you know, trained in electrical systems one uh, with a SACA certification that says electrical systems one, all of these companies have got together and said, 
this is exactly what we expect somebody who says they mm-hmm. are proficient and certified in electrical systems one to be able to know. So in the beginning of the year, we uh, went ahead and got our membership with SACA. Mm-hmm. So that gives us the opportunity to be able to allow our students to take an unlimited number of tests on an unlimited number of certifications that are available now, and they can leave here with, oh, I think there's there's over, I know there's over 40 certifications that they can walk out with. That's amazing. Well, and what's most important about that is these are industry-level certifications. And as an industry-level certification, most of the time these types of certifications would be offered or provided by an employer. Well, in order for an employer to be able to offer that certification to an employee, that employer would have to pay for that certification. Mm -hmm. And each one of these SACA certifications is somewhere around – you know, if I had to just put an average number on it, I'd probably say somewhere around $2,500 per certification. Well, those certifications, those micro certifications, they stack up to become a specialist certification. So five of them uh, would stack up together to become an electrical system specialist certification. That's $12,500 that the employer would have to pay. Not only to train the employee, but then also paying the employee while they're while going they're to in. that training. Each one of those, each one of those micro credentials is anywhere between 65 or 40 hours to 65 hour training blocks. That means that they've not only are paying that employee to go through the training, but they've lost that employee on whatever floor or, or process they're supposed to be working on for the entire time that they're working on it. Yeah, so it's a huge investment no, on it's the company a huge, side. Well, yeah. yeah, it's a well not only is it a huge investment for the on the company side, but then at the same time, how many times are they going to send an employee in a single year to get a certification or in a single decade? Right. You know what I mean? It's going to take a long time for an employee at an employee level to be able to accumulate the number of certifications necessary to be able to reach a specialist certification and an, uh, and an awful lot, like you said, an awful large investment mm-hmm. from the company to be able to, you know, provide that for their, for their uh, employees. And those and our students can our do students, it at no cost to them through you. That's right? right. So, and, and as many as they possibly want. Mm-hmm. So, I'm assuming you got students now that are earning those micro credentials, and we have two students that just obtained their specialist certification, right? So yes. Tell us about those two students, what they earned. So we got uh, Travis, Travis Glisson, and Hunter Hearn. Uh, they, they're not even. No, you know, I would like to say they're competing to see who's <laughs> going to get the most, but they're actually doing a very good job at working together and being very supportive of each other. And, and walking each other through it. And the cool thing about it is they're both on vastly different paths. So uh, they have both received their electrical system specialist certifications. Okay. Uh, and that comprises of uh, 101, which is your basic associates certification. And that is essentially a basic introduction into the uh, Industry 4.0 smart automation facility uh, 
technical training, mm-hmm. right? And that's going to cover things like, you know, what is industrial maintenance? What is smart industrial maintenance? And then it goes into uh, a handful of different safety aspects. And then it also uh, goes into the very, very basic hand tools, measuring devices. I mean, it even, you know, tape measures. Sure. So, but then it goes into some very uh, advanced concepts like micro measurements. So you're using actual micrometers, you're using dial calipers, you're using dial indicators. Um, you know, they're doing blueprint, uh, blueprint reading, tolerancing, and then it goes into, um, you know, basic electrical, which they learned on first year, uh, some basic fluid power stuff, which is going to be your hydraulics and pneumatics, which they've already learned in the first year. But it also digs into a little bit into the PLCs with your programmable logic controllers, which makes everything happen. Mm-hmm. And then it also, uh, goes into a very, very basic introduction into robotics. So everything that is in an automated manufacturing facility is essentially introduced in 101. That's your 65-hour course. Mm-hmm. And they both have that micro-certification. Congrats to both of them. Yeah. If, and if I'm not mistaken, are they both Springfield High, if I, if I recall? I think they I are, think yes. they're both Springfield High. Yeah. We're going to bring both of them in uh, after we're done here with Mr. Melvin, and we're going get to their, get their thoughts on the certification and talk about what their plans are. But you said they, they have two completely different tracks. So going back to what we talked about earlier, this this knowledge can be used in multiple arenas or multiple industries. Right. You, know what, you know what they're wanting to do? So um, Hunter – is more into the robotic side of things. Mm-hmm. So he he actually wants to uh, follow Joan from last year. He wants to follow Joan, and he wants to work. Uh, he wants to go work for Rivian. Yep. Um, and then Travis, he's actually got his eyes set on Crown lift trucks right now. So for uh, for Hunter, Hunter, after, you know, now that he has the the electrical system specialist, which is one hundred and one. 201, which is basic electrical, 202, which is um, introduction to electric motors, 203, which is uh, motor troubleshooting, and then 206, which is cabinet wiring. So they all they took all five of those and passed those to get their specialist. That's their electrical system specialist certification. So both of them have their electrical system specialist certification. Now... Travis is working on his hydraulic or his electrofluid power system specialist, which is electronically controlled hydraulic and pneumatic systems. Which he would need for where he's wanting to go. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, you know, because all of those all of those systems are all basically rolling computers that mm-hmm. tell a hydraulic system what to do. Um, and then Hunter is focusing on robotics. So he's actually going to get his robotic systems specialist certification. That's what he's working on right now. That's fantastic. So, yeah, and, and I mean, they come every single day, and the first words out of their mouth is, can I test today? Right. So, <laughs> you know, um, and after they – and that was that was while they were working on getting their electrical system specialist certification. And as soon as they did that, once uh, they started – you know, getting more into the actual back into the online training portion of it in order to uh, get that online based knowledge to be able to take those tests. I think we've we've kind of looked at some data here recently too about you know 
how many of these certifications have been have been awarded regionally here and looks like those two are in kind of rare company huh yes so nationwide there has been 35,000 total SACA micro certifications that have been issued uh i mean that's to date Basically, right. and those again, those are the built like the building blocks. Yeah, to the those specialists. are the those are the micros. So those yeah. are your basic associates: uh, electrical systems, one, electric motor mm-hmm. introduction, blah blah blah. So those are the the five that you need to build up to the electrical system, uh, the the specialist certification. Of those thirty five thousand total certifications, the micro certifications, two hundred and three of those are specialist certifications nationwide nationwide so so whittle that number down of those 203 only 74 of those are high school level students mm-hmm. or high school high school level individuals right of those 74 hunter and travis are the only two in illinois that hold those certifications. Yes, sir. Yep. Good stuff. So it's and, it, and it's a very big deal. It's a very big deal. In fact, that um, that Amatrol and Saka have taken notice and have uh, started to become more involved mm-hmm. with yeah. the program. Absolutely. And remind us again who Amatrol is. They're the so Amatrol is the uh, Amatrol is the company that provides the curriculum and the training equipment for the program. Gotcha, and that's the piece of training equipment that you talked about a few moments ago. That's a Amatrol piece of equipment yes. that we'll be getting. So, congrats to both of them. We're looking forward to talking to them here in a bit, um, and we're looking forward to seeing where where life takes them and how they utilize this training that they got here. You mentioned. Joan a couple of minutes ago and that uh, Hunter's looking to follow in Joan's footsteps. We've got a little update on Joan. Uh, for those of you who have listened to the show for a while, you may, may remember him from last year. I think he was on with me three times, maybe four. I don't know. I, I know he had the most, like Mr. Melvin had the most minutes for teachers. He had, Joan had the most minutes for students. So whether it was three or four times, he certainly had the most cumulative minutes. But what's going on with Joan now? So uh, Joan... Went to Rivian. Uh, he, he started with them in June. And the whole entire purpose for him to go and work for them was to be able to get onto their maintenance, uh, in their maintenance department. And he wanted to go through their apprenticeship program. So um, it was supposed to open up in October. That was when the application was supposed to become available or, you know, the, the job posting was supposed to be posted. Um, uh, October come and went and he didn't see anything. And, and throughout this time he was working as an entry level team member on the production line and he was assembling the battery packs for the, for the pickups. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and it was funny because he told me, he's like, there was, there was two times Anytime that something goes wrong over there, they send out the production uh, the production engineers. And the production engineers will stand there for a couple hours and they'll stare at it and hook up their computers and try and figure out what's wrong. He's like, one time I was sitting on the line and my robot that he works with uh, is supposed to lift up the, the battery lid mm-hmm. and stick it onto the battery pack. He's like, 
it started losing suction on one of the sides and it wasn't lifting the lid all the way. So they brought the engineers out and he's like, the whole entire time I could hear this hissing noise in the background. And, uh, and I tried to say something to him and they, they, you know, they kind of brushed me off. And, uh, after about, you know, an hour or so of them, you know, staring at this thing, trying to figure out what was going on, when they finally called the uh, maintenance team, the maintenance guy out, and the maintenance guy come out, and he literally looked at this hose that was hissing and plugged it in and said, the hose was loose, and walked away. Right. So, and Joan was like, I tried to tell you. So, you know, in the in the humble way he does. Right. So then later on, there was another, uh, there was another time where a conveyor belt went down, and it was throwing a fault for um a conveyor belt overload. Mm-hmm. Well, of course they called out the production engineers again and they hooked up to the computers and you know, Joan going through all the training he was going through knows that an overload is an overcurrent situation. So, he was like, well, an overcurrent situation is a problem with mechanical resistance. It's not in the logic. So, he's like there's probably something stuck in the belt. Right. And so he tried to say something. He's like, hey, I'm pretty sure there's something stuck in the belt. And, of course, again, they brushed him off, and they stood out there and stared at it for a couple hours. And then finally they sent a maintenance technician out, and they found a metal bar that was stuck in the conveyor belt. So Joan was like, I just don't know. So anyway, right. so October comes and goes, and um, and he didn't see the the job posting for it, and he got a little concerned. And then uh, November came, and I'm talking back and forth with him. He's like, I don't, I don't know. Nobody, nobody can tell me when or or what's going to happen with this with the job posting. I'm like, well, and I'm like, well, just keep at it. You know, it's it'll happen. You know, I'm pretty sure they're not just going to dump an apprentice program. So uh, over uh, Thanksgiving break, I think it was, I just so happened to be on my phone, and I went on to their uh, job postings, and I found it, mm-hmm. and I sent it to him. I'm like, here it is, you know, do it. And he filled it out and heard nothing back. All November, all through December, and, you know, he's just like, I don't know. Nobody can answer questions. Nobody knows anything. Uh, January comes, and then, like, halfway through January, still nothing. And then mm-hmm. finally, at the end of January, he uh, he gets the phone call from Zach, mm-hmm. right? And Zach, uh, Zach actually came, and he was one of the uh, Rivian, uh, Rivian people. He's the gatekeeper for the apprentice program. Right. Uh, and he came and toured our, our program, and I actually had Joan walk Zach through our training equipment and our procedures and a process for what we, how we teach the program. And um, Zach pretty much told him that day, he's like, listen, when you turn 18, I want you to apply because you have a job. Right. You know? And of course, we all thought it was you know just just somebody somebody given accolade, but right. you know it, it was it was an unloaded offer. Mm-hmm. So, but then uh, Joan's phone rings, and it's uh, or Joan gets a gets an email saying, "Hey, we'd like to schedule an interview." You know, and so he of course uh, sends me a text. I was all excited, and uh, it was scheduled for the twenty sixth of January, and. It was supposed to be at 10 o'clock, and it was supposed to last 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, 10 o'clock comes, and there's no phone call. 10.01, 10.02, 
Longest five minutes of the kid's life, <laughs> I bet, right? I he's, bet it, like he's like he's like he's starting to stress at this point. Finally, at ten oh six, his phone rings, and it's Zach on the other line. And Zach says, "Joan, I want you to know we've been watching you." He said, "We're very impressed." He's like, "We've been waiting since you started in June to have this conversation with mm-hmm. you." So. I'm not going to have the whole entire conversation. We're not going to have the, the the whole 30 minute long interview because you've already answered all my questions. He said, I'm not going to make you take the test because I already know what you're capable of. He said, all I need to know is when are you going to be available for the board interview? You got to love it. Yep. And they said, okay, thanks. Click hung up. So then he said they scheduled the board interview and uh, he said the board interview went great. You know, they just basically had conversations and he was offered the job. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. It all started right here. It all started right here. So then he goes into uh goes into his first day at the apprentice program. Um which basically is the same thing as, as Spencer's apprentice program. They're gonna they're sending him to school and then he's gonna be going to school and then doing on the job training at the same time. Uh they're paying him while he's doing it and they're paying for his school and they're paying for his equipment and all this stuff. Um but the apprentice program initially was supposed to be a two-year program, mm-hmm. but they changed the way that they're doing it to where it's going to be less time in the classroom and more time on the job. So they lengthen the total time of that an apprentice is in the is an apprentice. Right. So they went lengthened it from two years to three years. Okay. The lead instructor told Joan that because of the training that he's received here, uh, of the 10 things that they are covering in the apprentice program, eight of those are covered in this program. Oh, nice. In the in, in our program, right? right? So, um, and the only things that were missing were PLC and welding. Yeah. This year, I've already made my second years take, a PLC, take the PLC course, and I've already talked to Mr. Farron, the welding instructor, about, you know, giving a two-week crash course in welding for students that are interested in Rivian. Get that 10 out of 10. Get that 10 out of 10. So the lead instructor basically told him that he only has to uh, be an apprentice for one of the three years because of all the training he's already received. Only one of the three. Only one of the three years. That's huge. That's a big deal. Very big deal. Yeah. So and he was And he was very excited when he found that out too. So that means that uh, instead of being... Three years in training, he's going to be one year in training, and then he's going to be an actual maintenance technician. Wow. All because of what he did right here. All because here. of what he did right here. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. He put in a lot of the work. Oh, yeah. He busted it while yeah. he was here. No, he, I mean, he he took it serious, and, and you know, and that's just like uh, just like Travis and just like Hunter, you know, those are our success stories, but those aren't the those aren't the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, those are guys that really come in and take advantage of everything that this program has to offer. They give one hundred and fifty percent, or at least they take one hundred and fifty percent of what the program is. So, you know, they're 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 special individual cases, but what it is is showing what you can do and what you can become. I'm definitely excited for. What you and your program have already accomplished and excited to see what comes next. Congrats to all those guys. Before we get to Travis and Hunter in here, I got one more thing we want to talk about with you. You went to your first conference in CTE this year and you were asked to be a part of a presentation 
with Amatrol, the company we were talking about a moment ago, which is, uh, I think, high praise for you and your program that they asked you to participate in this. So how was your first CTE conference, and how did the presentation go? So, uh, you know, this is my this is my first job as a teacher, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when you when you look at these conferences, right? You, it, it's kind of viewed as oh, it's an excuse for you know teachers to get out of work. Sure, you know it's a it's a bunch of it's a bunch of highfalutin individuals that want to get up on a soapbox and have a conversation about right. why they're special. I was one of those highfalutin individuals that had to get up on it. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I say had. I offered willingly to uh, get up on a soapbox and share my experience. Uh-huh. Right. So, but I didn't realize how vitally important the information that is coming out of these conferences really is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I legitimately learned a lot. That's good. So, you know, and yes, I was I was asked to be a presenter, so my uh when you go, you get these badges, and you can put these little these little flyers, these little ribbons that hang down from your name badge. And uh, you know, I got to have first timer and speaker on my name badge, which was kind of which was kind of cool. Yeah, because that doesn't happen too often. First timer and a speaker and a speaker. Yeah, that's right. So um, you know, but basically, uh, what Amatrol wanted me to do uh, it was Amatrol and Brian from Moss. They kind of got together, and they wanted me to go in and and speak on my experience not only with the Amatrol training programs but how I utilized the concept of certifications to develop and kind of steer the path of my program, Mm -hmm. which is basically what we did. So when we started our program, you know, we had a a course description from ISBE, and, you know, it was basically, can you do something with this? And we got a couple of pieces of equipment, the basics, and we were – you know, kind of driving, driving towards what the ISBE course description was. And then when I was introduced to the SACA certifications, you know, I saw the electrical system specialist and electrofluid power system specialist certifications. And I said, well, why don't we just custom tailor our program to be able to offer these specialist certs? Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. It, it makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, what and that's what we did. So and luckily the the equipment that we had already purchased was already in line with that. So we were already on that track. But basically that turned on the light at the end of the tunnel. We were already walking down. Mm-hmm. So um, and the nice thing about about that for Amatrol is that they were able to use their involvement with Sokka and their involvement with you know, high school, high school level training to be able to say, okay, if you choose a path, you can guide your program. And not only can you guide your program, but that also gives you a list of equipment that you need to, that, that you need to purchase to provide the training necessary to be able to offer these nationwide, nationally recognized, uh, certifications to your students mm-hmm. at no cost to them. I love it. I love it. So overall, good stuff then, huh? The I'm, conference uh, loved it. I loved it, and I'm, I'm love it. I loved the the conference was good. Yes, absolutely. Uh, got to meet a lot of really good people and uh, had a really good time. Learned a lot. So, but uh, still to this day, just loving love my job, loving my job, loving the program, love my students, 
you know, every single every single one of them just come in and 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 it's an opportunity for them and they see that as an opportunity and it's exciting to not only see what they want to become but now that I'm a couple of years into it what they're actually becoming and it's it's a just it's a it I hate to say it but it's a warm fuzzy feeling isn't it though it's like eating bunny tail soup yeah, that's that's like the best part of education seeing the seeing those those success stories on the back end oh, yeah. like that it's no, it I is mean, so warm and fuzzy it <laughs> is warm and fuzzy i mean and 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 in my first year i didn't i you know i didn't think i didn't think it was going to hit me i didn't mm-hmm. realize how much it was going to actually impact me on a personal level how well my students are doing and how good their and how and how bright their futures are going to look for the amount of effort that they put in. So and and it really really makes me feel more like I like I need to do more. So it's a big deal. I, I'm enjoying it. Good deal. Well, Mr. Melvin, congrats on all the success of the program. We certainly are fortunate enough to fortunate to have you out here impacting students on a daily basis. So I'm sure you'll be back to extend your world record in total minutes on the work, right? I don't know. You know, all you got to do is ask. Yeah, you'll be here. I'm going to ask in a couple weeks. We'll find something to talk about. That works. Well, you have a good weekend, all right? All right, you too. Be right back with more on the work. Are you ready for a career? Are you ready to follow your passion? Are you ready for hands-on learning? Then CACC is ready for you. CACC provides career and technical education to high school juniors and seniors in Springfield and surrounding communities. CACC, your premier choice for career and technical education. And we are back. I'm joined in the studio now by a couple of seniors out here at CACC. I've got Travis and Hunter with me. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you very much for having us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you taking some time out of class to come talk with us. Um, Hunter, why don't we start with you? Um, We're going to, of course, talk about your class. We've got some certifications. We're going to talk about stuff like that. But first, let's learn about both of you guys. Hunter, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a senior in Springfield High, like you said. Uh, I've been here at CUCC for two years. I've taken it both years I could, and I've really enjoyed the class. I started out because a friend wanted to skip three hours with me, sure, and we would goof off. And then Mr. Melvin decided that uh, we shouldn't goof off in his class anymore and split us up. So I started actually paying attention and discovered... I really like this class. <laughs> That's awesome. So you've done both years of electronics and engineering. So you said once you really started focusing on it, you really enjoyed this class. What do you what do you enjoy most about it? I enjoy the troubleshooting aspects. It it really clicks with my brain. And then learning about electronics, it's very close to physics in my opinion, which I was a big fan of as well learning in school. And one of the biggest factors is I can learn at my own pace, uh, so I can go a lot faster than I do at homeschool, which is very helpful for me and keeps my attention. We'll talk more about that going at your own pace here in a little bit when we talk more about the program. But Hunter, let's stick with you. Um, so you're Spring, Springfield High senior, um, but you also work in your in your mm-hmm. spare time. Where you work at? I work at Antonio's Pizza on West Lawrence. Right. How long you been there? I've been there since the beginning of this year. Okay, cool. So 
you're going to be graduating here. Um, well, it's February now, so here in about three months, three and a half months, you're going to be graduating. What's the what's the plan for after graduation? Well, I'm planning on moving to Bloomington, Illinois, to hopefully get an apprenticeship at Rivian, a car manufacturer. They've got a really good deal going on, and one of the previous graduates, Joan, has also gotten an apprenticeship there. So I'm hoping to follow in his footsteps. Yeah, you may remember Joan from last year. I think he joined me on the podcast three times, I think. He was one of the top podcast students of last year. So you can go back and listen to listen to his story. He's doing great at Rivian now. Travis, let's switch over to you for a minute. Um, tell us a little bit about Travis. Uh, well, I'm a senior at Springfield High School. Um, I kind of just really enjoy school. I enjoy CCC a little bit more than the majority of people. I work at Buffalo Wild Wings and I just try to be the best I can be. I kind of, I've been enjoying life more recently ever than ever because just the learning aspect and what I could become and the potential is like, it's hitting me and I'm appreciating that a lot. And that's kind of where I've been. How long you been at Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, since October. Okay. So take me back two years ago as a sophomore, um, and you're thinking, hey, what do I want to do my junior year? CACC, of course, is an option. Why did you choose CACC? Well, CACC was always like uh, for sure just because I was curious of like, yeah, let me get out of school. Let's see how this goes. What's out there in the gray area? I was curious about some of the programs and what I was interested in. So that's what I did. And it was just always there like I'm kind of tired of homeschool. I'm ahead of my homeschool with credits as well. So I have a lot more leeway than other students. And I can attend CACC and graduate and I can get experience and just see how it goes. And that's what it was. So what was your what was your first choice when you came over to CACC? What did you originally want to do? I chose IT operations and programming with Ms. Rose. And then it turns out I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. Um, I don't know why. I just didn't. So then now uh, I just now chose. I went over to Mr. Melvin because of my friends. I was like, you know, I'm still a junior. Let me have some fun, you know. So I go over there. And my buddies are in there, like three, four friends in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to mess around and have fun. Well, that changed dramatically, and ever since then, it's been life-changing. It really has, and it's been a, a awakening. Maybe a little bit of a rude awakening, but it's an awakening that needed sure, to happen for sure. life. So you originally went to the class because, hey, I got buddies there. Hey, maybe you thought it was going to be a little bit interesting, but it was more, hey, I got buddies there. Yeah. And then when did that when did that switch occur where you're like, ooh, I, once kinda, I, I really enjoy this, and I think this might be something I could do. Once I learned about, like, Figuring out problems was kind of my thing because I played video games where it was like satisfactory. It's kind of like a manufacturing game, automating everything. And I found out like, why do things go wrong? Why is that not the best? It could be the best. So then after that, I ended up talking to Mr. Melvin and, you know, he has these things called life lessons. And I went off his life lessons and taught me about like why I should take this serious if this is what I do like, because at the end of the day, I'm going to graduate in two years. I'm going to be just like every other adult. How am I going to prepare for that punch in the face? You know, that's going to happen. And you just got to be the best you can be. And that's what I prepared myself for. So it was really also the adulthood and like the lessons that I didn't only get taught from teaching, from learning here as a student, like, you know, technical education, but also just as a mentor, I got taught from a bunch of adults in this building on how to be the best. Good to hear. So tell us, Either one of you could take this. Well, actually, before we get to that, let me ask you one more thing, Travis. I didn't ask you this yet. Um, you're graduating as well uh, yeah. here soon. So what's the plan for you here in three and a half months? <laughs> well, three and a half months, we're going to see where it takes us, you know, because there's so many opportunities. Um, the plan is honestly to go live down with my girlfriend because 
I feel like mentally ha- mental happiness is or mental health is really good, and I feel very happy with her. So I feel like if I can sustain my own living on my own income from earning what I earn at CCC and employers wanted to talk to me and I can get that, why can't I move out on my own and go be happy with her though? And that's what the goal is, just to be happy and make myself happy and get the life that I want to get. And I just got to do that myself. And that's what it's been. But you do plan on using the skills you learned here to go into the the next step. Absolutely. And that's, that's what the goal is. That's not even the goal. That's what's going to happen. Awesome. I like that confidence. That's good stuff. So either one of you guys could take this. Um, tell us a little bit about the difference between first and second year electronics and engineering. What does that look like from a student perspective from first to second year? First year, I le- you learn a lot more components and what everything does. You learn from the uh, atom up, which is it helps a lot. You get to visualize what's actually happening in your circuits, and I find it very helpful. Uh, and then second year, you're using all the stuff you used in the first year in a much wider spectrum in a larger di- dynamic dynamic thing, and you need to figure out what those little things are doing wrong to figure out what the big thing is happening. Right. So you said components a moment ago. So for maybe for students out there that don't know what you mean when you say components, what are some examples of components that you guys are learning about in there? So a component can be most things that go in a circuit. A circuit is just about anything like at a phone, a light switch connected to a light, any of that's a circuit. A component is the light or the light switch or the charger on your phone, the screen on your phone, every individual LED on your phone all of that is a component. What makes that circuit, you know, a component is just everything added together, in a, like a part of it, you know. When you think of 2 plus 2, the 2 is the component. Gotcha. Okay. So then second year, you're more of a you're more of a trained technician and you're going through all that troubleshooting. And Mr. Melvin, I'm sure, throws you some some curveballs every now and again. What, yeah. does he, what does he do to try to... Try to catch you off guard. Anything in particular? Well, the first thing we were given as second years was to disassemble and reassemble the box. And uh, what's the box? It's a manufacturing facility in a box, is what Mr. Melvin calls it. It is a whole bunch of components, a motor, a couple sensors, a VFD, all that, uh, all in a box that acts as a manufacturing facility. It you put a cube in it checks if the cube is properly put in, what the material of the cube is, and then it'll put it in different slots. It's what a manufacturing facility basically does. And then you need to take apart every single part of that and then put it all back together perfectly. (laughs) Did it work perfectly after you put it back together? Uh, Not the first time, but (laughs) on the third try, yeah. (laughs) Okay, all right. You said VFD a minute ago, just for our listeners that might not know what that is. It's variable frequency drive, correct? Yes. yes. And what is that? Is it type of motor? What what is that? It's a control circuit. There you go. It helps control frequencies that are put in through AC current, which is alternating current. Uh It allows you to change the speed of a motor. And also change several inputs. All right. I think Mr. Melvin would be pretty proud of that answer. I think so. (laughs) So all this stuff you guys are learning, um, you guys have been able recently uh, to be able to use that knowledge to gain certifications. Um, We partnered with SACO, which is Smart Automation Certification Alliance, here recently. And Travis, you were the first 
CACC student to ever earn one of these certifications. So let's start with you. Tell us, tell us a little bit about them and what you had to do to earn these certs. Uh, well, it's a, basically the general, the industry standard is what we call it. So we call it the industry, um, you know, for troubleshooters. It's industry standards of what employers would like and what collectively they decided was a must-have, and that's what a SACA certification is. It tells you what you need to know for that certification, and you earn it because that's the standard for it. Uh, the way I got it, I, mean, I didn't go through tears. Or I didn't go through blood, but I went through a lot of sweat and memorizing and focusing on the topic genuinely, and I took a lot of time on my day to earn it. So I feel very proud when I think about it because I look back at my past couple of months. I took it very serious, and I took my time through thoroughly through the topic, and that's what made me where I am. And I just... It's such a big thing for me, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, wow, it's a lot to understand, but I finally did it and I'm just pr proud I did it. It was very hard, but you just got to want it bad enough. Like if you become, if you want that personal dilemma, the strength for it, you'll get it eventually, no matter what, how hard you work for it, long, you'll do it. Well, we are certainly proud of you as well and proud of Hunter as well. These awesome, awesome uh, certifications for you guys to help you guys out in your future. Um, but Travis, you started, you got two of them now, right? So you got the, there, there's a couple of levels. There's, so tell us about the levels there and where you're at currently. So there's there's an actual certification for it. And then there's a micro credential certifications. And then there's a, like the SACA certification. So the levels eventually, so they're all certifications, correct? But all the, a couple of them, they all add up to the one big one called a specialist certification. And that's what the levels difference is. That means you collectively understand a general top of it, topic of it because of the micro-credentials or just a bunch of credentials in general about that specific topic. So you might be good in motors, but you might, and that might just be a, a motor specialist, but you can also be good in electrical and that's electrical specialist because you did those topics and they're all collectively decided. Okay. Awesome. So are you... Are you topped out, so to speak, right now in terms of certifications that you can obtain at CACC, or do you have more that you're going to do by the end of the year? I have more that I'm going to do by the end of the year, and that is the goal, and that is what's going to happen because I'm striving for that, and I know that's what needs to get done at the end of the day. You just got to get it done. Okay. Which one in particular are you going for? Uh, I already have electrical systems, electrical specialists. I'm going for electrical fluid specialist i forgot what it was called but it's like electrical hydro fluid mm -hmm. and that is the goal it's to automate and control anything electrical hydraulic uh, hydraulic motors and automate it awesome. that's what the goal is with troubleshooting as well on top of that well i'm sure you'll get it i can see the drive i and appreciate you're that. gonna get that done <laughs> yes sir so hunter let's talk to you where are you at on your SACA certifications well me and travis are at the same spot we both have electrical system specialist certification uh, which is a buildup of a whole bunch of micro-credentials, like he said. I, however, am not currently planning on doing the hydrofluid, as I'm planning on going into more of a technician role than a hydraulics role. I'm planning on going into more robotics, and I'm going to do electrical control circuits next. Awesome. So the robotics piece... Um can you use that at Rivian in their manufacturing yes. facility, yes, I'm assuming? Because they've got a ton of robots in there, right? <laughs> that is why <laughs> okay. I am very excited for Rivian. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. That's a, that's a good plan. Good plan. All right. Well, just take a minute. Tell us. I know we've talked a little bit about Mr. Melvin, but uh, before we went on the air, you guys said some pretty glowing things about Mr. Melvin. So uh, before we close out here in a minute, what do you want to say about Mr. Melvin? Uh, he's probably one of the best teachers I've ever had, straight up. Just because he, he doesn't only teach a topic at a very fun rate, at a very 
intellectual rate, he teaches you life lessons and how to live as an adult later on in life. I have gained a absolute wealth of knowledge through him, and I'm very happy. That's awesome. Before we head to Travis, I'm going to ask you one more question, Hunter. Um, if you had a piece of advice for for students that are thinking about coming to CA or thinking about the electronics and engineering program, what would that piece of advice be? Either make sure to come every day, and you really need to, especially for electronics and engineering, because if you miss a day, you could miss key, key ideas mm-hmm. that are very important. Or is to just pay attention in class, because... Mr. Melvin will tell you everything you need to know if you ask the right questions. Awesome. Thank you, Hunter. Travis, same couple of things to you. Anything you want to say about Mr. Melvin, and then let's give that piece of advice to to potential students coming out to see you. I got a lot to say about Mr. Melvin, but the most important one, honestly, uh, it's not just his cr- the career technical education that I, I achieved from him. It's more so the personal life lessons that you don't get taught, that you get taught by yourself and from others. But he filled that role. He didn't feel he. I didn't have to discover things on my own. He prepared me for that, and that is something that is not. It's invaluable. You know, you can't get that back, and it's something that I would always be thankful for, and I always appreciate him. He doesn't really know that, so when he hears that, he's gonna know. He's gonna know now. Yeah, but it's just something like I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have to strive if it wasn't for him, because the way he explains things and teaches things, he's a great instructor to me and mentor. Mentor doesn't even describe the things he's done for me. Awesome. Then one one piece of advice for students. Uh, come out here. You never know. You know, just for miss three periods. See if you like it. Maybe you'll have an awakening like I did. Many other students will and have. Maybe you'll have that awakening for life and what you need to get done. Um, it's not gonna hurt you. Get out of school. There you you know, you either come out here and then you get to see what the other reality is like, the other world. And maybe you'll have that awakening and then you'll change for the better, not the worse. Well, Travis and Hunter, appreciate you spending some time with me today. Um, we'll catch back up here toward the end of the year once you get that next certification for Travis. <laughs> yes, sir. And then, Hunter, we'll check in with you later and see where you're at on applying to Rivian and all that good stuff. How about that, all right? All right, Mr. Farrell, thank you. I thank, appreciate that. Thank you, guys. We'll thank be you right very back. much. Thank you. We'll be right back with more on The Work. Are you ready for a career? Are you ready to follow your passion? Are you ready for hands-on learning? Then CACC is ready for you. CACC provides career and technical education to high school juniors and seniors in Springfield and surrounding communities. CACC, your premier choice for career and technical education. Well, thank you for joining us today, everybody. appreciate you making us part of your day. Reminder, if you want to get in touch with the show, email the work at caccschool.org. That's the work at caccschool.org. If you want to get caught up on previous episodes, hey, head on over to Apple, iHeart, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for the work. You should be able to find us. Thank you to Mr. Melvin, Travis, Hunter. Thank you to all of you for stopping by and giving us those updates on what's going on in your program. Congratulations to Hunter and Travis on all their successes. We're looking forward to seeing where life takes them. We're going to be back at it next week. But in the meantime, we're going to keep putting in that work. That's all I got for today. We'll see you next time on The Work.